All right. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. It's your boy Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. And to my left, I got Mr. Prez. I'm back, people. Yes, yes, yes. Our man Hadrico has some prior engagements today, so he couldn't be with us, but he'll be back next week or another live. You never know what we might do this week. But uh, we're missing you, brother. And, uh, of course, we're going to get into some things, all things NBA, you know, but we, we don't have the heat on the list. I just want to put that out there, brother. Mm, that's probably right, right out the gate, up. right out the gate, right out the gate. But, yo, man, let's get into some business real quick, Prez, and then we'll uh, we'll get into the topics and let everybody know where I'll be here today and what we're talking about. All right. Uh, so shout out to our Patreons. I think that's what we owe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So we got Tate. That's my boy, Blue. Uh, we got Marty. That's the silent partner. Bad boys move the silence. Okay. Okay. We got Quay Quay. Oh, Quay, we're going to come up with something. I promise you. I promise you we're going to come up with something for you. All right. And we got Lucis Aloysius Jackson. Shout out to you. Yes, sir. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. <laughs> and we got Bird. That's my man, Bird, man. What happened to that boy? Uh, we got Ryan. Oh, uh, we, we keep calling him Jack Ryan, but a.k.a. Jack Bauer, a.k.a. <laughs> all things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we got Manuel. Oh, my boy, Mo, man. Mo money, Mo money, Mo money. And then last but not least, we got Corey. Yes, the foundation. The first Patreon supporter that started it all. We can't forget the foundation. What up to y'all? Yep, yep. All right, let's go on to jump into it. All right, man. So today for the show, we got, or pod rather, we have a few things, man. We're going to jump into some sport. NFL is coming back, man. They, they made some strides in, in opening up to us all on what they plan on doing. Also, uh, we're going to get into some NBA. NBA is back. Uh, by the time you hear this and get to it, you know, we'll be in the first game of the season and in, uh, or the restart of the season. Also got some Kanye West matters we'll get into. We got some new music from J. Cole, a two-pack. Uh, Drake will likely touch on that one. We also have Logic. He finally dropped an album that everybody can appreciate. Don't don't come in with the disrespect this early. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, I got I got to be honest. I got to be honest with you, Prez, man. I fell off on Logic, but we're gonna get into that. Right. And then we also got a uh, what else do we have on the list here? I think I think that's it, man. So it's gonna be a short show. We always say that, but uh, <laughs> I guarantee it's not gonna be, man. So you know, without further ado, let's get into the show. Yo, it's your man Rodrigo from the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. Hey, do me a favor, man. Go to all your social media, your Twitter, your Instagram, your YouTube, your Facebook. Find us, DSC underscore podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Hit us up. Peace. Jumping into the sports first. All right, man. Yo, you lead off with NFL, man. I've been following. I know last pod we said uh, we hadn't really heard too much in regards yeah, to what the NFL got planned. And that's that's just me. I haven't been keeping up, and I, I didn't really see the transparency as far as the NBA, like I kind of saw leading up to the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, man. But you know Sergeant Raider back in here, man. I'm going to keep y'all straight on this. Uh, so the NFL, man, yeah, uh, they had the Rickers report last week. So when y'all said it wasn't no NFL, rookies was already reporting, signing their contract. You had quarterbacks uh, report in last Thursday. They started trickling in. And then this week is supposed to be uh, preseason. Uh, they, they're starting to get them come in, getting the test. Uh, they finalize uh, a portion of the deal of how they're going to come in. They're giving the players until August 1st uh, to say if they're going to opt in or opt out uh, of the season. Uh they haven't released all the facts of like, well, at least I haven't called it yet. All the facts yet of 
uh, how much they're going to get paid or if they're going to get paid uh, on this. But we already had one player opt out. It was Kansas City Chiefs lineman. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forget his name, but, but yeah, he's actually a doctor, adopted. right? Yeah, yeah. So he he opted out. Everybody else got to August first to see if they're gonna do it, and then after that, you're kind of locked in. They extended the injury reserve for if you get tested for COVID. So you have ten play, uh, sixteen practice team players now, where it used to be, uh, it was it was significantly smaller. Uh, but if your player get uh, on COVID, they on a different injury reserve. So it's like a uh, COVID injured reserve, and then they can come back in like two weeks or when they get the two negative tests and things like that. Still don't know how this is going to end up affecting the season, how many players going to, like, we'll be finding out this week, how many players actually tested positive. I think some team already came out, two players already tested positive before they before this week even started. So yeah, it's going to be quite a bit more, I'm pretty sure, as the as people go in and start testing. Yeah, that's a that's a big win. Are you like are you still excited for the games as far as just getting football back out there without the fans? Well, they still ain't really like laid down the rules about the fans. I know like some teams are coming out there because if, if it's in their state and their governor, uh if if they're saying they can't have fans, then those teams ain't. But some other teams are still saying they may have fans. I, I don't personally think they're gonna end up having fans on any squad, but I mean we gotta let it play out all the way. But I mean I'm just happy we're getting football. Yeah, man. I'm just happy we're getting sports in general. I'm I'm, I'm probably they're going to get all the money out of me. I mean, we're overseas right now. And just real quick, people, um, random tangent. We're outside right now. So if you hear motorcycles, birds chirping or whatever the case may be, pardon us. We had to get outside of the studio because we're in Germany. We don't have A.C., and damn it, it's hot in our it's studio. It's hot. It's getting hot in our studio. Back up so. in there. We'll be in the hoodies and everything. You'll see us back up in there not too long. Definitely ever. bear with us. It don't bear stay long, uh, hot in Germany long. We got like a month, month and a half of this. Exactly, exactly. But I'm, I'm liking the new ambiance. But uh, as far as, you know, that goes, man, I'm buying every subscription. I know that, man. Yep. I've I just been missing sports for four months, man. Uh, baseball started back up. So, man, this, this is the first time I watched the Yankees or any team, for that matter, this early. Ever, like, in years, you know what I mean? Just because I've been yearning for actual competitive sports. So, man, I, I think we can have like some stuff can come out of this. Like you can uh, give out like exclusive uh, entry into like the clubhouse. Like since we can't have all these people, you can't have the HBO hard. Well, I don't know if hard knock still going to have it, but I mean, like they, they are minimizing, minimizing the people that's going to be into the, in the facilities. So if they had their own camera crew, and put out something either daily, weekly, something like that, and you had to pay like an extra five. I would, man, the Raiders, they would have me, hands down, just for that little bit of inside of extra access, uh, uh, talk something something to talk about amongst these times, man, because right now we ain't got nothing. Yeah, not, absolutely, because I was basically uh, J.R. Smith. I was watching, I don't know, I found, I guess I was reached the level of boredom that you can reach as far as just watching him Instagram or like maybe a week or two ago when they first got into the bubble, different players and them having chats and that little insider look. So, you know, if they do something way more unique than that, obviously, but I'm just saying that's how much people are yearning for just sports interaction with, with players on their team. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the star players that we're just yearning for interaction. So, I mean, that little $55 cost, man, for like, uh, I think it was like $55 for the NBA league pass. So I gave that up easily. Yeah. I mean, it's like we ain't got uh, movies. Sports are getting minimized where you can't go really go participate around them. 
so the only thing you can do is get get it on your TV. TV shows are drying up because they ain't cover enough for the episode. So I think Amazon and like Netflix with their little trickle out is on one that's like locking everything down. But as far as entertainment wise, we kind of lacking here in 2020 and nobody expected to go on like with us not having a little bit under control where things get back to somewhat of a little bit of normalcy this late in the game or anything. I, de- I definitely didn't think it was going to be still in September. We still I didn't think the virus was going to be gone, but I, I didn't think we was going to still be at this level where we got to be on kind of like a lockdown, especially in the States. It seemed like it's getting worse than uh, actually before it's getting better. Right, right, right. So, man, moving on to the Washington football team. Um, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it, you got you got anything on that, man? I'm just like, I, I knew they weren't going to be able to pull, pull off a new name and yeah. with all the things that they got going on in such a quick fashion. So for me, it was like, kind of like a joke initially that I was like, yeah, man, they're not going to come up with a name. They're just going to have to call themselves Washington. Why they couldn't do something like uh, taking from like the European football, uh, the soccer clubs? Like why they couldn't go football club or something like that? Why football team? Like that just sound that, that last part, the football team just sounds so, so bland, um, but it's better than what they had. Hey, hey, uh, yeah. we, we, it's better than what they had. Can't be choosy, man. But nah. at the end of the day, they, I don't think they're going to be a good team anyway with all this this is the most pub that they're gonna get. Ah uh, man, I'm 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 I don't know about that. Like you see these teams when they go and change up name to get some something fake to rally around. It may not happen this year, but I mean, look at Jacksonville when they started off. Titans made the switch. Baltimore made the switch uh, from when they went from Cleveland to Baltimore. All them teams had like good runs later on in that time frame. When they got something new to attach to and can say this is our new image, this is our new culture. Uh, I, Seem like players kind of buy into it more than we must buy into it, and uh, they they rally behind it. I mean, a little bit of uh, adversity. So that's why I think the Raiders are really gonna do real good this year. New new stadium. Uh, same thing could be said for nah nah nah. Chargers, <laughs> Chargers, Chargers still gonna be garbage. They still ain't gonna have no fans. They ain't gonna feel like nothing. Hey man, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I just guess I gotta start seeing the guys in training camp. I gotta start seeing the the footage to feel a little bit more better about all the precautions and things like that. That that was my only thing, like the safety precautions and all that stuff. They kind of, to me, started a little late in the game with with everything. I mean, they had the draft. They had it, all these things lined up. It just seemed like they came a little bit slow to the party. So with no preseason, all you got is like uh, the regular, like look, where they're going to do their practice and stuff like this. Who do, how are these seventh rounders and stuff that's really like – they just got picked, and they far-fetched. They may don't have a chance, undrafted players. How do you think they're going to correlate? I just think it's going to be like one of them red-shirt seasons for some of them. They're going to have to get signed just off the hope that these guys can be what they need to be off of the tape and that they drafted them with if they happen to make the team because there are going to be key injuries in training camp, even in training camp. You know what I mean? You can't avoid that. So I think they're going to make the team, but – those guys that are actually better on the field and in person and, and through a coach's eyes, they're going to get shafted. But, you know, it, I think next year it'll be their year for some of those guys that are that fringe roster type of guys. Yeah. But if 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 they're not picked up, I think that practice squad little thing is going to help them out. But which players are going to be quick to sign those uh, 
those type of deals to get on the practice squad because you got to think about it too. Like if you're going all out for your Eagles, if you're going all out for the Eagles and that was the team that you was going and that's where you was on, but they said, ah, you ain't going to make the full team. Do you sign for their practice squad or do you try to leave, wait and get picked up by a different team who ain't seen no take this time, ain't no preseason. So you're going to go be a walk on over there and hopefully you can make a team, but you're going to probably have to do a quarantine when you move over. Like, yeah. Players are gonna get like it's, it's gonna yeah, be it's a lot, dirty for lot those of, fringe players, man. A lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving pieces, man. And um, you know, some guys will benefit off their name, and it may not necessarily be the younger guys, but mm-hmm. some guys that are washed up that have no business playing are gonna get picked up off their reputation and not necessarily what they can do for me right now. Yeah, speaking of like uh old players, did you see Cheetah versus uh the disruptor TO? <laughs> oh man. I at forty, he still can't play in the league. Don't, don't. I'm not even gonna go there. But you know, if you was forty six and just came that close to, you'll be saying the same thing, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Y'all can't oh, tell yeah. me nothing. Oh yeah, and you know that's how you feel. <laughs> you know that's how you feel about it. But in all actuality, no, yeah. No. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm. I was amazed to see he's still in that type of shape to even still get him with that type of lead. You know what I mean in the race. So if y'all don't know, what we're talking about To versus uh, Tyreek. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, uh, they did like a, a foot race. Uh, he gave T.O. 10-yard head start on 100 yards, uh, and T.O. won. Then they went straight up for a 40, like right after that. And they they said uh, Tyreek ran a 4.37, and then T.O. ran a 4.4. So he was like right there behind them. Uh, but – it was it was surprising. Everybody was like, I, I know I was watching. I was a little bit surprised yeah, by like, I, yeah, I definitely was surprised that he kept up. But nevertheless, man, To don't even talk about it. Don't come on these <laughs> shows talking about you can still do it. You're 46. No, absolutely not. Absolutely hey, not. Speak, I watch, speaking I'm of watching this thing, man, I'm telling you, just watching it, I think I pulled a hamstring. Bro. Like I was just geez. thinking about like what you got to do to like stretch out like that, go that fast. That quick? Oh, the no. fact he's still in that type of shape and and has no football or nothing to play just speaks volumes man but speaking of the cats in shape and old dudes doing things they got no business doing mike tyson and roy jones <laughs> so you ain't watching oh I'm yeah i love ticket now. i love i love to see a train wreck don't don't get me wrong i love to see a train wreck but man i i saw mike tyson you know sparring and then i saw the video of roy jones two different uh focuses yeah <laughs> <laughs> that boy roy jones i mean I, Man, the last guy he fought was some bum, and he he got his ass beat. So, and it, it was convincingly too. Like it was, so I, man, I'm, I feel I actually fear for his life. I hope hopefully Tyson could cut it off as far as just the seriousness. I know it's just for charity, but I, I hope he can turn it off, man. Because mm, man. I think Mike got something to prove. He want to go up in there and just say he if if it's for charity now, it's not in the long run. I yeah. guarantee he thinking like, well, let put me in the ring with somebody and give him that chance again. He he still seem home. What was now. that uh what, it happened in uh Rocky 3, right? Where uh they had to the fight and then it was a Drago that came in and it was just a yeah, exhibition. Just murdered him. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what I this shit. I I hope that don't happen. <laughs> but damn it, man, like Mike going to have to take it easy on this man because I I've seen Mike still throwing those punches and those blows, man. He still got that speed, man. And oh, man, you gonna do Roy Jones like that? P. Cola still holding it down. I don't give a damn if he was from wherever. <laughs> it, it just don't matter, man. That that's still Iron Mike, man. I mean, he may hit a couple dances on Mike and get a couple punches and still hit a little dance on him. You know, we 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 shall Roy see. Roy Jones man. of the old. <laughs> 
We, we shall see, man. We shall okay. see. But, man, this week, NBA starting back up. I can't wait. I cannot wait, man. We got we got a few different storylines, uh, you know, a few true contenders or whatever. But, man, I'll let that, you. There's con- only one. There's only one. Okay, come come at me with the nonsense. Okay. Go ahead. The Lakers. I All mean, right. All right. <laughs> we coming out here still still looking good. Did you get into uh, any of the practice type uh, the scrimmages? Uh, no, I haven't watched none of the, the actual scrimmages yet. But, I mean, I've been watching their, like, the little feeds and stuff. They have JaVale McGee uh, been dropping it. And then uh, Dwight, they've been having theirs, like, behind the scenes and stuff like that. So, I've been keeping up with that portion. But, no, nah, I haven't actually seen none of the – Game practice game. Cause I know, like, no matter what, they're not gonna come with it until the season starts. Yeah, or even I mean, even with eight games, I don't know if they really turn it on out the gate uh, based on the lead that they have and that they will ultimately finish with. I just think that they're using these eight games just as tune up to kind of get out there, get their actual game legs under them. But uh, you know, they're gonna probably tinker around with because they have so many different changes. You know, you got J.R. Smith brought in. Um, you got your other. Um, Point not point guard, but shooting guard that was out that elected to stay home. Um, then you have just basically Braun as far as the primary guys, Braun and AD. So I'm kind of worried about about when you go up against a good team. I I'm not talking about the first <laughs> round. Maybe I mean I'm talking about this from the second round on. Yeah, where y'all gonna you know get some guys that are pretty good that you go up against like. You know, you you're either gonna face a Houston team, possibly that Houston Denver. team, man. I'm telling you, I don't think people are saying enough about them. I'm scared of that team, bro. Like they got the if anybody can come out and just shock the world, I think like it will be them. Everybody's talking about Clippers, uh, Lakers, uh, the Heat, but man, that Houston team just seems deadly if they can get on. And it's seven. It's for me. It's just the seven games. I you know, of course, we haven't seen it, so they have to prove it, right? Um, but that small ball was working. Um, pretty well before the season ended due to COVID. So uh, I'm not sure how it's going to work out against one team where they're able to figure them out. Um, but, you know, if these guys are pretty consistent to where they, they're they averaging upwards of 25 or more, meaning Harden and, and Russ, you know what I mean, with a few games that will be out, outliers where they do more than that, you never know, man. Be, but they're super small, man, and I just don't know when they face a team that have the ability to play small with them and the ability to go big and play with them at that speed and at that rate. Not too many teams can do it, but uh, the top four teams can do it as far as just being solid and better all-around teams as far as bench and all that. So, I mean, my, my top four right now that I'm looking at in the NBA for the West is the Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, and then you got the, uh, the uh, Nuggets. You know what I mean? So they made it to the semifinals last year. I mean, Portland had went on a crazy run, you know what I mean. But I think that you know you got skinny, choke it. You got a, um, Michael Porter Jr. is healthy yeah. again. You got Bowl Bowl that's playing. You know about seven four. He, he was playing with point guard skills, going up and down the court. So, and then you, you got you leaving Giannis out of that. Like, no, I said West. Young. I said okay, West Coast. Okay, West okay, Coast. Okay. Yeah, West Coast. So I mean, but on the East, of course, it's it's the Bucks to lose. However, comma, I believe that the Celtics will give them a run for their money period, because one through four, they're formidable. And if Kimba Walker is healthy and, and Gordon is healthy as far as Gordon Hayward, yeah, they will give them a run for their money, and they have a very solid team. I don't know what you're talking about. Celtics haven't been nut, nothing since uh, old boy left and went to the Nets. Who? Uh, the LeBron's uh, sidekick. LeBron's sidekick? Who you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. He over there with now. Oh, Kyrie? Yeah, yeah, 
Man, man please. <laughs> please. <laughs> they actually did better without that without that dude, man. I love Kyrie, man, but they, they actually played better without him when he was gone. But, I mean, yeah, Celtics, Sixers, and, you know, of course, I got the Raptors. So I'm never going to, you know, throw disrespect on the Raptors' name. They still have a great overall team and damn near arguably one of the top four or five benches in the league. Yeah, so yeah. they're number two in the East. There's nothing to kind of sneeze at right there, man. But, I mean, it, there's also some fun teams to watch as well out there. So you got, what, OKC, Chris Paul, like he got something to prove or whatever, and he got them in fifth place. Who would ever thunk that? You know when the season no, starts. No, no, not when they like cleared that when PG left and then Russ left. Like you was just like, nah, they ain't gonna do nothing. Yeah, and then you also got uh, the Pelicans, but you know they have to kind of damn near win out, and Memphis has to lose out for them to make it. But stranger things have happened, man. But I would probably want to see you know either I would want to see both of those teams in there, but in all you know honesty, only one will make it. So. I'm I'm cool with seeing John Morant and those boys show out in the playoffs and get a playoff spot. Also, you know, uh, who else I got? I got Miami in here. So I had them on in right outside of my top four in the east of uh, teams to watch or to look out for. But I just think that uh, Jimmy Butler is going to need a little bit more help. I think Bam and um, and and Hero and Drogic and those boys, they, they probably won season – behind where they need to be to actually make some noise in the East and, and to threaten to come out of there. Okay, okay. So, but yeah, man, I'm excited, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we got we got it coming. We got it coming. You know what that said, man? Let's move on to the next topic. Yo, this is Cash from Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I know you asking yourself, how can I support the podcast grow? Don't worry. I got you covered. Step one, subscribe to our YouTube page by searching Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast or DSC Podcast. When you get there, use some of our videos. Hit that like button and take it a step further and comment on the content. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, DSC underscore podcast. Same thing as step number one, searching Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. Follow us for all updates. Peace. Uh, Music. Yeah. Where you want to go? Where you want to start? Cold, Logic. I want to start with the Logic because you're going to, like, you came out early and you said some things. I won't make you just. What? What about it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Just speak your piece. Speak your piece. So I get all the talk that uh, people have on Logic talking about uh, the rhymes and the stuff he about being black and white, uh, but being mixed, and he used that too much up in his uh, raps earlier. I could see where it was getting at people, but he still put out a good Bobby Tarantino uh, warning to was, was good. So I, I appreciated those. His first album, still a classic in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, Under Pressure, and then definitely. The, the one before, uh, what was that one? The one with the robot on the cover. I can't even remember like, uh, uh, the name of it, though. But, yeah, that one was, I, I could see where people was going. I got, uh, so, yeah, go ahead, man. I think that what he got, Under Pressure, Bobby Tarantino, Incredible Time Story, and Everybody. So uh, those, everybody, are the, everybody those are the four one. that I personally like, and I think Everybody came out in 2017. So that was, like, the last one I really was checking for Logic. So, you know, he was one of those guys that when they dropped, things stopped. I made sure I listened to it immediately or throughout my day. I got to it as soon as I could. So it, it was just uh, so, it was just along the way, man. I know a, I don't I know know. a lot of people, like, say he leans on that. Like yeah. that Eminem-type rapping where he just rap real fast, real quick, and then try to do it and, like, lean on that. On this album, like, you ain't get too much of that. He was like, he told you, like, in one song, like, you get that lyrical miracle, like, you got stuff for that, but, like, this ain't it. Like, this was just that steady flow, him just rhyming over things, man. I, I, he, he maintained it, 
stayed on all of those other subjects. And people said that it was like, oh, he rapped too much about being black and white and all this. Like, so that was kind of thrown to the side on this. He was just killing it. Killing yeah, I mean, it. It, just go, it just goes to show you it's the same thing that you go for other rappers where you say all this person talks about is women and his money or Push this person gun talks bar. about gun bars and I drug know, selling. Coke, coke, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, so Cocaine it's... Cocaine selling. Right, right. And all, all this guy does is auto-tune or, or all these guys do is mumble rap. Everybody's always going to have an issue. But I think the thing with Logic was uh, I, I just think people can't get on board with his positive rapping and, and, and just I think people can't get on board with that and they kind of get bored with what he brought to the table once he really started to blow up yeah. with those... Uh, the suicide awareness song and all. Once he started to see those songs work, it seemed like he started to make those songs the primary focus. What does that tell you? What that that in my opinion that tells me, hey, the label got in his ear was telling him to do certain things. Yeah, it's business. It's business. Right it's business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's uh, business. But I mean, like this is this is one of the albums that I like uh, for the first time in a while from him, and that's that's three years. And I mean, I kept on listening, so it's it's. Not to say that it was a huge dip, but it wasn't just something that I was going to champion or talk about. Like, the fact that we're talking about it means that shit is dope enough for us to bring to your attention as far as you should go listen to it. I won't tell you. I called him, like, at least five times before I finished up the album. I made, like, this many songs in. I'm calling, talking to him, like, whoo, you hearing this? Like, da-da-da-da-da. And then, like, hang up, listen to three more songs, stop, <laughs> give him a call. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, man. So... I mean, let's let's kind of get into and not deep dive, man, but like just I felt like No ID's production and involvement heavily swayed an interest yes. towards me listening. Yes, because I was already interested from the time he said No ID because I know what No ID can do and bring to a project, but it, it seemed like he really was produced in this album and kind of fell back from trying to make a hit and he just made this music he wanted to make, which was just rap. You know what I mean? Just rap and, and go with what feels good based on the beat. Let the beat dictate it. And it shined through for me. So, uh, standout tracks. What you think was, like, the standout tracks that you like? Of course, man. You know, it's just don't sleep on the couch. So, you know, we and we got kids. So, Dad Bob was one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like uh, that I got Bob. Soul Food, too. So, I like how he didn't really switch up the cadence from the first Soul Food. He just kind of kind of carried on with that. Uh, in dark place. Okay, okay. Different from... We still both got Dad Bod. Dad Bod just, like, come in because, hey, we done said it from the time. We ain't out there in the streets. We living a different type of lifestyle. So when you go rap that real stuff, just like, this really what's going on, this one mind that, because that's what we be at sometimes. And, and like, that's, that's, that's needs to be his pocket from here on out is... I know he said he's going to retire, but he has the Twitch deal, and he said he's still going to drop music on Twitch, but... He necessarily won't be promoting the album. I just feel like, yo, this is the kind of music you need to make, and and I don't believe none of these rappers when they say, I mean, how many times <laughs> they gonna retire? Exactly, like four or five times, and still came yeah. back. So I think the itch will come to him. He just needs some time off, and everybody needs some time off to spend time with their family. I mean, you've worked hard enough to afford just the lifestyle to do just that, and you just got the Twitch deal worth seven figures. So. He ain't hurting for nothing. Like go, you can bull, he can bullshit with rap if he I want. Think, I think he was just saying like I ain't touring off this. <laughs> yeah. I think that was more than anything. Hey, listen at the album. I ain't got a tour, and I ain't touring off this, man. Yeah, and I mean, I, I dig the remakes too that he did. I think the one I forgot. I think is uh, "Man I Is" with uh, yeah. Erica Badu. Flip. I forgot the original song. He talked about that in another song though. It was the uh, 
Like he talked about doing the flip in a yeah. Yeah, and then he had something with the outcast elevators yeah, joint. Man. So come on, man. Hey, I respect it. You go through it. This was one of the conversations we had. You, J. Cole, y'all quit going back and messing with these uh outcast classics. Classics let them stay that way, man. Uh like, man, y'all, y'all, y'all ride they they rolled the beat on. Did he? Right? I mean he do. He did it they well. Did. He they didn't did do good. it, he didn't do it a disservice, is no, what I'll say. No, but yeah. still, leave the classics alone. I like perfect on there. That was that was nice, and then five hooks is one. Okay, yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I don't remember those two. Um, not to say that they're not good. I just, again, I probably listened to it in total two times in in full just to kind of be able to speak to it. But the three that I mentioned were the ones that that stood out. But those are like kind of well into the album, so uh, it started off really well, and it just flows, man. I won't say there's any like real standout bars and all that from first listen but i just feel like it's a good it's a good listen it's something to be said for an album that's a good listen all the way through and not necessarily make you want to turn it off one of the the biggest rappers in the game dropped man dropped two pack he dropped the two pack man i mean we can go to drake or we can go to cole first i i feel like let's go to cole and okay, we can touch on drake because we didn't really like the drake songs <laughs> <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert all right so I, I it, did you read that uh, Players Tribune article that I sent you with J Cole on there? I I did read it. I did read the whole thing. So that kind of got me a little prepared for the the two pack that he yeah. dropped, and of course it's all marketing. So I see how it lined up to where the article came out. Then like two three days later, the two songs dropped, and you kind of understand where his mindset is preparing for the fall off album. So what did you feel about the two joints? Like, which one did you like more, the bars? So I'm going to say this right off the jump. Like, I don't think these tracks are, like, they're not going to catch you, like, right off the jump. Like, the, the beat ain't, like, one of those catchy ones that's just going to be like, oh, I got to hit the replay right here. You're you're actually listening for the lyrical content on this, which I like, but I know that's not everybody's bag on this type stuff. So I, I like both of the songs because, like, they, they was – packed with little lyrical content up in there, man. So uh, definitely appreciate these. I would love an album that's just all this. Uh, I like how he acknowledged what we always say when you're talking about the folding clothes, like people not talking about Yeah, the folding clothes <laughs> song that we hated off of For Your Eyes Only. I want to fold clothes with you, or for you. Yeah, man, come on, man. That, that was where I had to draw the line on cats loving their wife. All right, we get it. You love your wife. I do too. I'm not just, I'm not about to make a song that corny about it but if you do let it just be a song for the wife yeah that, let's just, play that just play man. it for her at the house be like this is gonna be a bone i think this is gonna be a bonus track and it never becomes a bonus track you yeah. know just do one of those things but yeah man Chance had a whole album oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and i still haven't gotten i don't that was a chore getting through that but back to cold man uh yeah two songs very strong lyrical content i i can't say enough good things about it i felt like that shit bumped in the whip like hard like once uh with the climb, the climb back came on. I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, and it remind—I forgot what song it reminded me of. Um, not Young Simba, but um, damn it, I'll I forget. But anyway, it, it just was just nothing but bars on that one, and I—I I was fucking with it. Uh, the Lion King on Nice is probably a better put That's together. The song? Yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah, a better put together joint. The, the one that like I really like. Yeah, it's probably a better put together song, but you know, it's a little short on content. What is it like? one and a half verses or something like that. And then the, he got like a bridge where he's singing on the way out. So I'm, I'm cool with that, man. I don't know when the album's coming out, but I mean, if he's heading in this direction to where it's bars and kind of alluding back to the Players Tribune article that he was speaking on, he kind of was speaking on losing his hunger 
and then dropping the Dreamville album and trying to push those artists and, you know, just trying to find a reason to still rap when you're comfortable, when you have everything that you ever wanted as far as from this rap life. So I think that's dope that he spoke on that. And then he kind of came back with these two tracks where you kind of see where his head's at. I mean, yeah, you see a lot of this. And I think that was what his 2014 Forest Hill Drive was him. Like when he goes back, he had to say Lost Hunger went back to uh, where it all started and that kind of refreshes. You hear this about from artists from time to time and like they go through it. But yeah, like he's this deep in the game now. Like what's really motivating you? I mean, besides like Jay, how many people do we know like continually like put out that type of content being like uh, pushing themselves each and every time? We say it, it's like it's, 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 it's very tough. rare. It's, t- it's tough to keep, stay motivated in anything in general that you love to do. So. Yeah, man, uh, that that was a really dope two pack, man. But you know, you know, let's move on to the Drake real quick. Did you listen to the two? Did you like them at all? Okay, so I hit play. Nope, not liking this Jamaican stuff. That's not the Drake I like. I give it about thirty seconds. Nope, he didn't drag me in. Off. <laughs> yeah. right, next song. Yeah, that's where we at, man. Uh, I, I would probably say if. If I'm drinking and I'm out and about, cigar lounge, not even the cigar lounge, because that's grown and sexy. I don't know where I would be in listening to this outside of partying on an island or something like that or taking a vacation. Uh, I just don't know, man. I'm, I'm not into it. I, I like rapping Drake. And yeah. contrary yeah. to popular belief, he can rap. And when he does that, that's when I listen. And I'm, I'm comfortable with saying that yes. from here on out. It was good stuff out there. Like, I'm not going to waste time on, like, Hey, we everybody got Spotify, I got all these classes I can go listen to and all this. So I'm not gonna force myself to like something that, hey, I don't you do it, it's, it's musically appeasing to you, but it didn't flow in my direction. Like so I, I kinda just Yeah, it's a it's a time, it's a time and place type music for it. So it's definitely not whack. It's just not what I'm trying to listen to right now at the moment. So yeah, man, um, uh, I think that's it, man, for the tracks, man, and the music. Uh, I think who else dropped something? Benny the Butcher dropped uh, with his Soprano family, so I've been playing that. It's over song with uh, a Currency dropped too, right? Yeah, yeah, Currency dropped something with Harry Fraud. That's a damn good listen throughout. So uh, if you're a fan of production. I'm not even as a fan of Currency like that. You're a fan of Harry Fraud, though. Yeah, so but I was just like, I was was vibing to that one. Yeah, and he got some good features on there as well, so check out the new Currency project. Also, uh... Check out, like I said, Benny the Butcher and the Black Soprano family. I think that they should be dropping the uh, Gangster Grills mixtape uh, at some point um, very soon. So that that should be something that everybody looks forward to if you're into that grimy up north rap. But yo, man, I think we got one last thing to get into, man. Kanye West. That's gonna be that's gonna be one uh, to kind of. There's a lot of different ways we can go with that, but uh, you know, no, stay tuned. We're gonna take a brief break and we'll be right back. Hey yo, it's your boy The Press. If you like what we've been doing, the topics we've been discussing, like, link, share, subscribe, and keep listening for more topics that'll keep your ass off the couch. All right, y'all, welcome back, welcome back. Hey, um, if y'all noticing, we got a third member on, on the couch, y'all. Well, actually, in the backyard, but you know, that's neither here nor there. We got the missus, the newly uh. 30-plus-year-old. Happy birthday, babe. Ooh, throwing uh, our ages. <laughs> I said 30-plus-year-old. 30-plus. Bad disrespectful, babe. Uh, nah, nah, nah. So, yeah, we, we <laughs> can got... Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. You got to just move it a little okay, bit closer. that's what I was trying to figure out. There you go. There you go. We uh we back to kind of get into the Kanye West segment and uh just to kind of speak on that. But, uh you know, we just brought the old lady here for a spin just to kind of 
get her insight on some things as you know she's going to school to get a doctorate for all these these type of things you know what i mean so we we had we brought the good doctor out here to kind of give us some wise words so you're going in for like psychiatry uh, let's be clear my specialty is not in mental health although i have studied some mental health. What it's, is your study? In? It's in uh, community care and counseling and marriage. Well, and we need therapy. we need you to care for this community right now, uh, because I don't know why these people keep supporting Kanye on this stage. Mainly the person over to your uh, to your right over. You there. support Kanye? Yeah, because I know he got about a problem. Earlier, and I didn't feel like it came from a um, supportive. No, I said I know he. I know he has a problem with being bipolar. Like that's that's clear, but. I also don't feed into his mess. He doesn't have a problem with being bi- bipolar. He is bipolar. Yeah. So wrong, wrong well, words. Yes, he, yes. he do. He, no, no, no. Right words. Uh, yes, he do have a problem. He has a problem that he has a stage, and people keep putting him on the stage while he having these. Well, outbursts. that's not a it's problem. Cr- that is his lifestyle. I told you. Like when you are on that public platform, you are an influencer for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that really, uh, as we kind of get in. Yeah, as we kind of get into Kanye, I think it all stems from all of the random things that he says that can kind of be a detriment to people who actually listen to him um, and what he has to say um, as far as, you know, slavery wasn't an option. Everything he said about Harriet Tubman and his rally, uh, so to speak, and, you know, kind of tearing his wife down as far as saying that North, he wanted North aborted. Like it was all types of just random thoughts in his mind, which obviously had nothing to do with it with a rally i don't know what type of fucking rally that would have been but i mean i don't pay him any attention i'm i'm of the mindset like if the music is jamming i'll well, listen pay him attention because you're talking about it right now yeah absolutely but what i'm saying is like it's not that big of a deal to me like you can clearly tune out if you want to tune out like you don't no, have you to give him credence. No way. so what, what about the people it's not so, a big deal so it's to me, it's not a big deal for me because I don't take what Kanye says and does oh, for so you're gospel. Saying you are not influenced. I'm by not the influenced, sir. No, I'm okay. not influenced. Okay, hold up, because so you're 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 supporting the musical, yay. Yeah. So what if you was one of those people at the concert when you kept having those four or five concerts in a, in a row where you had to break down, just complaining about Jay-Z and stuff. You was going there for one thing and you're getting this other thing. So, so that was now, a mental break. So that, when, that, when that happens, then I have sympathy for what that man is going through at that point. Like I, I can separate all these different things in the different pockets. I don't think that just because he's bipolar and just because he lives his life in the limelight and just because he goes through things that I have a right to judge you know what I mean? Just I just feel like I've grown to like him for his music. Now, as he's moved along in life, yeah, some some of it seems like a gimmick at times when when it's album time and promo time to where these mental breakdowns happen. But also some of the time it just can be some real shit happening with him at the same time. Like you just don't know with Kanye. You know what I mean? But he also has these platforms and he spews off things that like I said earlier, are detriment to people who actually follow what this man says and does as some type of uh, leader. And believe it or not, man, um, people view him as such. Are they following him, though? I don't know. I don't know. But it wouldn't be I wouldn't say it would be a detriment to to people that are listening that are impressionable to him if they weren't. Yeah. So couple things like i wasn't talking about like i know people go through things what i'm saying is like continue giving him the state if we know him touring without his wife and without his uh core around him 
kind of he gonna go through these episodes and he don't know when to call it quits and the people who making money off of him don't know when to pull the plug on it so let's quit giving them that stage so maybe this man don't tour he made enough money off all this other stuff he's getting his uh he got his clothing line got his shoes all this is still making money for him let's not go to his concerts Let's let's make a let's let's help our that's brother like, out on that that but portion. That, how's that helping him? That's like that's can't that's can't that's canceling him and and so to so to speak. I, I, no, I'm saying like still support him in other means, but like if that's the portion that gives him like that's that's triggering these episodes. Why are we doing that? Why are we putting this man on the stage so he can just act? Because he's an entertainer. We not putting him on the stage. For him though, if he's talking about hair, uh, excuse me, I'm tongue tied. Harriet Tubman, the way he did. Well, what he said, like, so that, that's the thing about cancel culture. I don't think you can cancel somebody for saying stupid shit. You know what I mean? Like, if he says something stupid, I think that it was foul to where he's bringing down our black leaders or black heroes and not telling the whole story. Like, what he said wasn't wrong, though. Uh, we we are clear on that, right? Like, factually, it's not wrong. Speak your piece. I'm, I'm just saying how he delivered it is wrong. When the slaves were freed, she did lead them in the path of direction to white people. They weren't necessarily, they were still free is what I'm saying. So when you paint that narrative, you paint the narrative as if Harriet Tubman had some type of uh, connection with whoever she was leading these slaves to, as far as for work, they were being led there for work, not necessarily to continue to be slaves. So what you're saying is she, huh? What are you saying? I, I said what I said, look it up. It's a oh, fact. Man, how so, do you feel about that? So, like, I I don't think we shouldn't tear down our heroes at all. Like, so, and what he's doing, he's, he's playing with the narrative. Like, we can, sp- just like with media today, we can spin it any type of way. I cut out little excerpts of what you did, and I spin it to the negative. But what, you're, you're missing the bigger picture. You can't tell half stories. Just like he don't want people just listening at a snippet of his song and put it somewhere, uh, and they use it to advertise something bad or something like that. He's going to be all over that. So it's the same way that you you uh, you want to protect your intellectual property, protect our heroes on, on, on that sense too, and not use a snippet of what they did to accomplish something and, uh, 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 and, and rework that to make it something negative. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what, that's, that's what, he spent it pretty well. Yeah. And that's exactly what I said. Like just because, just because it's true the way you say it and not providing context to it, that's what becomes the problem. That's why people have an issue with slavery was an option and the things he said about Harriet Tubman. And, and just, that's that's just his thing. You slavery know what I mean? Slavery was an option is the dumbest thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. find no point. Like, the definition of that makes no sense. Like, how was that ever an option? If you, <laughs> It makes no lost. sense. I think he's very, very lost. I think he's not coherent and just understanding of things that he he brings to the forefront when he has the stage to say things. I, I just don't think that he has the proper understanding. Like we were saying last episode, like if I don't know about something, I'm not going to speak on it generally. He, he doesn't know. He, he doesn't know how to not provide. How can I say it? He doesn't provide context to the things that he says. And then that is the issue all the time. I mean, it's almost like he bipolar, but that's the same very true, very true. But what you're saying also relates to what the same thing that Kim Kardashian says, how she tries to defend him. Like, he doesn't really necessarily understand or how to convey the things that he is trying to say. Well, if that's the case, then take your butt off the stage. Stop talking. Yeah, but the problem is this guy's a billionaire, and he has the stage. This is his, this is his, um... No, he has the stage to be a rapper. 
I mean, there's many because different that's things. What he's in great that. at. And I feel like the reason he has continued to have the stage on these little platforms where he continue talking crazy is because people are profiting off that portion, and he can spend it for a negative culture on that. And those people are profiting off that, and that's the narrative they want to keep pushing. So they're gonna keep him out there. They're gonna keep pushing him and like up in, in the limelight. They're gonna keep baiting up his, his head up, to like keep pushing him out there. Yeah, it's the, I mean, people want to see a train wreck, and nobody's going to turn away from it, not, not even including ourselves. Like we, But when you are the train wreck, when somebody's trying to help you, you kind of pull away from that, which is exactly what he's doing with his wife. Yeah. He doesn't want to receive the help. Oh, clear, clearly something's going on at home, just with the erratic tweets and things he was saying. Like, come if y'all watch most of that uh, rally, he, he was kept mentioning stuff about his home, and I was just like, man... I'm I'm picking off on that. I ain't no psychiatrist. I'm like, man, something wrong with this household. Happy. And then when he broke down um, towards the end of it, where he was kind of speaking on his dad wanting, uh, not even wanting him here and wanting his mom to get an abortion, like he went from that. Then he was talking about yeah. to Kim and wanting to uh, have Kim have an abortion with their first child. And like it was like erratic thoughts all over the place. And who's to say some of them aren't true? You know what I mean? So you never know what is going on in his head and how he's processing things, which which means, like, to me, it wasn't, like, a, a laughing matter at all. It was just, like, sad to see, and I just really, you know, I don't think that his friends around him don't care about him. I just feel like that's yay, and he's going to have his good days and his bad days, like anybody else with a mental disorder, you know, that's going, that has medication or gets off their medication and kind of goes back and forth in that, that lifestyle. I don't know anybody um with a mental disorder uh, as as far as being bipolar but i mean i can understand it huh i said or illness or illness you know what i mean so i but that's why i was talking earlier i mentioned the social emotional well-being right basically meaning like our life experiences mold or influence how we manage our emotions and i feel like that's what he's going through in his past experiences with his dad wanting him to be aborted to him saying that Kim wanted to abort North, to his mom dying, to now. And it seems like all of that is gearing or shifting his emotions and how he's dealing with being on stage and his stage presence and how he's dealing with his, his marriage and then how he's talking about Harriet Tubman. I feel like all of that is geared to what he is going through right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, like I said, I just don't feel like you need to cancel him or anything like that or he you know i just feel like the attention that is given to it in the form of rallies and i just think people are over it to be honest with you um and i don't think i think the random outbursts like this and especially around the time when he has to provide a product like an album like he released he said he's gonna release album last week clearly it didn't come out but taylor swift thank you But yeah, I'm I'm just saying it's, it always seems like it's geared around him selling a shoe, uh coming out with something new, or it just seems like it's always a gimmick with it and why some certain people have a problem getting on board with having um empathy for his situation. Uh, that's definitely my take. Minute minute this started popping up and you wanted to speak on it, I was like, he got an album coming out. I ain't buying it. I ain't buying nothing that he's selling so right now. So you're not buying the album? No, I wasn't buying <laughs> what that he was like all this stuff. Like he's he always come with this extra controversy mm-hmm. every time he's about to sell the album. You think about the last time that was right before the Jesus uh, King is came out, right? You know yeah, yeah, yeah. And he 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 just spills this nonsense every so often, or uh, and I'm I'm done with it. 
I've been done with it. I've been done with it like four or five albums ago. Like he ain't dropped nothing decent, in my opinion, in a while. Y'all can sit here and listen to it. I'll just listen at y'all a little. I'm not outtakes a big Kanye on. fan, so I'm not that uh, impacted. My dark twisted fantasy was a, cl- was a masterpiece. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we can go on and on for days with this one, man. Do you guys have any final thoughts on on the situation as far as him needing help? Clearly, but any final thoughts before I close it out? I hope this man gets some help. I need everybody else to be on board or quit giving this man the stage. If he does something crazy, quit tweeting it, quit Instagramming it, quit, quit whatever you're going to do to put him on. Like, stop that nonsense. This man just needs some help. Like, go on and live your daily life and, like, quit giving him that platform because the more you get that platform, the more people going to constantly put him on. Absolutely, Jazz. Ditto. But, I uh, mean, yeah, last but not least, man, uh, we do enjoy the music like i said so you can never take that and separate that away from the man and his earlier works and i'm just kind of gonna say i'm just gonna have to leave it at that like i'm i can always enjoy the earlier works and not necessarily the shenanigans and the antics that go into what is kanye west now i do hope he gets help it's not funny to me it is sad um how he's displaying what's going on in his personal life to all of us to see um he probably is getting help but it's just not working right now and I I wish him the best in the future and on that note yeah we out we out (laughs) don't sleep on the couch podcast